You're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Someone may or may not shit the bed. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? The lobster. The lobster? Yeah, man. We're Lob- not going. We're not going to Red Lobster. There's some dialect what? there. Lobster and lobster. Let's go to the lobster. We're talking about the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> the lobster. The movie. The lobster. And joining us to talk about the lobster is a very special guest. Everybody, give a big round of applause and welcome Aaron onto the show. Aaron, woo! Hey, How you Aaron. doing, Aaron? Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Oh, great. All right, All right Aaron. A recurring segment on the show. Every time there's a guest, mm-hmm. why the hell should we listen to you? Um, Who well, are you? Tell us <laughs> yeah. everything about Erin in about 30 seconds. Did you notice she had an answer just ready to I know. go? Why Usually that stuns people. Well, funny you should ask. Usually that one well, stuns people. I'm an authority on many things. Uh, I yes. currently hold the Women's World Record uh, deadlift title right now. I speak eight different languages, and um, I am also currently running for vice president of the United States with Donald Trump. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Two truths and a lie. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's play the feud. All right. Um, well, no, but seriously, Erin, seriously, should we do a serious <laughs> intro? Should we? A serious intro. You don't want to tell I'm not Aaron, that exciting. Erin, <laughs> do you like movies? Um, I do like movies. I particularly like documentaries, but um, a few mainstream movies uh, I I get in there. But The Lobster, I'm excited to talk about it today. Excellent. Excellent. So you, a kindred spirit, we'll bring her back on for some. We'll bring you back for documentaries. Documentaries. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron, uh, The Lobster, 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 over there. (laughs) Um, What I'm curious because this was a very strange movie was marketed in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. What got you into the movie theater? Under what circumstances did you see The Lobster? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of matinees. <laughs> and uh, they had one showing at 3 p.m., so that was pretty exciting. Um, no, actually, my sister saw it, and uh, I normally trust my sister's judgment. She said it was incredibly bizarre and weird, and that's hmm. right up my alley. So that's Excellent. what drew me to it interesting excellent well can i i'm gonna segue here to why did i go see it the circumstances oh yeah i wasn't gonna ask i but, oh. <laughs> just kidding i saw it i saw this movie based solely on aaron's recommendation oh my goodness Whoa. what and, is happening and i don't know how much your sister gave you about the movie other than mm-hmm. she said it was bizarre mm-hmm. but you told me something to the effect of just just go see it that's right. all you said to me was yeah. just go see it and she only gave me the title aaron said it's called the lobster go see it all right and then I, Kyle and Erin, I grabbed the honey baby, mm-hmm. and, and I did something interesting. I took her in totally fresh. I took her to the movies, and I said, I'm not telling you the title. I'm not showing you a movie poster. Nothing. I'm just going to sit you down into the theater, and we'll watch whatever appears on the screen. So I went in fresh based on your recommendation. She went in fresh based on my and funny and because I went based on both of your recommendations <laughs> yeah. when you guys were chatting. And I was like, what's that? The Lobster starring Colin Farrell? <laughs> I'm there. So I went right after that. And now we're here doing this thing. Excellent. And so then Aaron went based off of my recommendation. And oh. uh, then we created the Mobius Strip of – no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're the right. endless cycle of movie recommendations. Okay. <laughs> the Lobster. Shot on a relatively low budget, directed by, mm. here we go, here's a name for you, uh, Yorgos Lantimos. Great. 
That sounds Kyle's very so, accurate. Yeah, yes. so worldly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and co-written by him and another person named Gulp. Ephthemis <laughs> Philippong. I have no idea, but uh, two two visionaries of their time. They sound like trustworthy names. Yes, there you go, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it, of course, it again stars Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss, I believe, say say her name. Mm. Um, I don't know, but uh, research podcast. Good, uh, (laughs) good, good actors and actresses here. Um, Let's give it an overview here. Mm. What happened in this movie, Aaron? Do you know what happened in this movie? I don't, Kyle. I don't either. Uh, there's there's uh, a lot going on in this movie, but essentially it's kind of set in a dystopian era where you must find your one true mate. And that one true mate has a very specific and defining characteristic about mm. them that makes your partnership very unique in that sense. However, dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, uh. If you do not find your one true love within 45 days, you essentially are turned into an animal. Of, of your, your choice. Yeah. Oh, we almost got right. <laughs> Not planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. Um, spoiler alert going forward. Uh, there can really be no spoiler alert for this because true. we have no idea what the hell happens at the end of the movie either. We'll talk so about uh, that later. a whole bunch of stuff goes on. But yeah, that's the basic premise. Uh, very interesting, mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, and I think the general tone throughout this film was of the kind of black comedy drama uh, that we had going on. Very subtle humor when there was humor. Um, well, Kyle, it's like you said in yeah. Movie News number two, episode no. 51. Holy crap. It's, it's, like what, <laughs> it's like what you said. Is that and number that three? Is, movie News number three, right? Was it number three? Number three. Oh, shit. Anyway, it's episode 51, <laughs> and you said it's a dark, absurdist comedy. Yes. You mm. said that. Oh, I did. Wow. Yeah. Great. Remember? Oh, your, yes, in, I do remember that. Yes, yeah, in my anyway. voice, clearly. Uh, yes. But Aaron, excellent <laughs> synopsis. Very good. You know. Yeah. Um, opening thoughts? Did yeah. What did you think of it, James? Start with you. I found it to be interesting. Uh, no, I really did. I thought it was interesting. I like the fact that my favorite part of the movie was the ending mm-hmm. because it's an open ending. We can't spoil the ending, right? Uh, we could certainly tell you what happened. We certainly can't. We spoiled every other yeah. movie we've ever talked about. We'll spoil it later. But if nothing if nothing else, um, I liked the recommendation. Thank you, Aaron, because mm-hmm. it allowed me and the Honey Baby to have interesting conversations about mm. – the, all the all the very obvious commentary that's in this movie about relationships, about right. how men and women find one another, about the institution of marriage, the control that the state exercises over us. I, there's there's this commentary. This is much less of a, right? a plot oriented movie and more of just a huge metaphor, yeah. a- allegory Absolutely. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. How about Aaron, what did you think? Um, well, Overall. I think the acting was incredible. And I think with something that's kind of bizarre and not everybody might get it, I think the acting has to hold a lot of weight in a movie. And I think they did an excellent job in terms of this one. Um, and I think that the way that they shot it as well, the just kind of it was a little dreary, I want to yeah. say. Like mm-hmm. the color tones that they used kind of conveyed a certain tone without throughout the movie. So overall, I think the acting and the tone of the movie was mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm, yes. Interesting. There's the lexicon there coming out. The lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I completely agree. I liked it as well. Um, fun notes about it. The film was shot with almost entirely natural lighting. So no, that makes sense. no special lighting was used except for a couple scenes at night where they just needed to um, make something show up, actually. Um, and no makeup in the film. 
No makeup mm. besides any that was actually applied on the film for some part of the, the movie. Um, Wait, curious. What do you mean applied on the film? Like applied. <laughs> like in the scene. In the movie. Like... like if it was in the scene or anything. There was oh, no, there was as no in like, a character right, supposed yeah, to be right, right, made up right, like right. the wife yes. of the manager. Yeah. Like, yes, oh, right. it is. Yeah. Do you see how I could, that could yes, be misunderstood? I'm ap- I'm, I'm apologies. Too... Yeah. What's in year <laughs> Damn two? Damn you, George you Carlin. Gotta catch you know? up to me at this point. Damn you. You gotta like, be I'm in too, my brain. I'm right too now. honed in on language. You tell <laughs> you say makeup on the film, and I'm looking at lipstick smeared on a fucking reel. <laughs> no, that is too way literal. too literal. Yeah, all right. She I'm was sorry. with me. She was with me. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> she hasn't been here for 52 episodes. That's true. 53 That's episodes. True. She was still here. Year two, James. Let's keep going. Okay, other fun fact that will go into this conversation. Um, this was at the Cannes Film Festival, mm-hmm. um, and it won uh, basically the, the third place prize. It's called the Jury Prize, um, right below the Grand Prix Prize, which is second place, and the Palme d'Or, which is like the Whoa. top prize of Cannes. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it won a pretty prestigious award. It was with all these other films, um, and I really liked it. And interestingly, I thought the weakest part was the ending. So we'll talk about oh, that. We'll talk dun, about dun, that dun, later uh, on. You're yeah. not allowed to disagree with me. No, I know. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. <laughs> Everyone can disagree. You can. <laughs> All right, Kyle, I had something for you guys to consider here. Yes. Because we're talking about what we liked about the movie. Consider And I, I'm trying to appeal to other people's tastes and mm-hmm. what they say and, and at the same time use the lexicon of our podcast. Mm. Very focused. Mm-hmm. This movie was pretty focused, was it not? Absolutely. And I mean that because you have very few characters. You have very few essentially settings right you what do you do with the city the hotel the forest right mm-hmm. bam that's it and so a lot of focus in this movie what do you think about that yeah um one of the my favorite part about the film is from what you said mm-hmm. the the acting in it was brilliant and colin farrell for a huge part of his career was just so typecast and like smarmy yeah. but they've given him some range recently and a lot of really meaty films and he's had the ability to to really show up and put on a a good display and a lot of it comes from these international films so he's irish i believe Mm -hmm. um and he was in a a film called in bruges a while back i don't know if anybody saw that um but uh (laughs) nobody okay great um no but he, he had some really interesting range in that one and in this film it just totally walked away from like the stereotype of colin farrell um and, and really focused on him. I mean, he was trying to look like, you know, a normal, everyday person. And I think mm-hmm. they pulled it off really well. Um, yeah. And I so, think, yeah, yes. sometimes it's uh, a little convoluted as well. Like the storyline is somewhat convoluted uh-huh. and there's a lot going on. So having them take the time to introduce the characters and make you invested in them personally, I kind of helped with in easing the story along the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do a, a little exercise here. Aaron, <laughs> what was your favorite part of the movie? And what was your least favorite part of the movie? Ooh, I would have to say my favorite part Spoiler of the movie. Alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Dun, dun. <laughs> is uh, when they're doing the sign language in the forest. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. to give you a little bit of context for the podcasters that may have not seen this, mm. spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point in the movie, Colin Farrell's character, he decides to abandon um, this hotel that is um, making these couples uh, find their one true love. He ultimately um, does not find his one true love, and he escapes. Am I giving away too much right no. now? Let's keep going. Okay, excellent. We're going to roll out the whole plot here. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he finds himself in a forest where he meets some other um, un- 
lovable people. <laughs> the wild and free the folk. The wild and yeah. free folk. And uh, <laughs> essentially he finds a woman that he finds very attractive and they have a sign language that they have to use because they have to keep their love a secret. Oh, uh-huh. so wonderful. Because now, did, did you, did you, hold on a second. Did okay. you choose that as your favorite part because of the humor involved or because of the sentimental... The nuances in the humor was okay. very funny. This is one yeah. of the circumstances where it's not directly or intentionally funny. However, the way that the actors carry out the sign language in the forest, they'll be like leaning against a tree and tapping their nose and squatting down. It's it's pretty hysterical. Because it's such a ridiculous <laughs> thing to be doing when they're, you know, out being free, you right. know, yeah. and yet Ooh, yeah. they're not free because they have to talk to each other in like, you know, third base coach symbols, rubbing their hats and <laughs> elbows and stuff. Yeah, it was. That was. I thought they very intentionally. Uh, I thought to play to the audience, it was. It was really subtle, but yeah, absolutely trying to bring some humor into that situation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what about the least favorite, right? Yes. Least favorite. <gasps> Do you have one? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. I have so many favorites, honestly. Oh, okay. I have... Good. Yeah. Let's keep moving around yeah, with favorites, around. and okay. we think of any critiques later, we can right. bring All those right. up. My, I already said my favorite. My favorite was the ending. Uh, oh, that's right. I, I like. <laughs> so the let's explain. Ending. Let's explain the basic plot here. So essentially, you're at the hotel and you're finding your mate. You've got the 45 days. There's things you can do to add on some days so that you get some bonus time. You can hunt some of the wild ones in the forest and trank them, and I guess bring <laughs> yeah. them back to the hotel. So the that's really like the society, you know, forcing people to do whatever. Colin Farrell picks a lobster to be in case he uh, doesn't make it, which is hilarious the choice to be a lobster out of anything else um but event there's these people out in the woods that are the free people so they don't aspire to that but if you're out there you can't basically procreate or mate or do any sort of sexual uh things so you either get to be free and uh have your chastity belt on i suppose (laughs) or in the hotel and be part of that uh that brutal institution there well one of the reasons why to to sort of help out the explanation. Yes. I interpret in this movie the reason why it's dystopian, not just because of the awkward arrangements between men and women, but I interpret it that it's illegal to be single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence mm-hmm. being hunted, hence right. having to sneak around in the city. Right, right, right. Um, and so that's that's worth explaining right there. You don't yeah. have a choice. Mm-hmm. And so the loners, that li- and they refer to as the loners. Because the, there's those scenes where they're in the, the mall and they're right. pretending yeah, exactly. to be normal. Exactly. And, and the cops oh, are like the interrogating cop, Yeah, remember the cop people, interrogates yeah. them so they have uh, to put on a whole act. Right. And if they're not successful, the cop, the cop will drag them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to the ending. So Colin right. Farrell finds Rachel Weisz and they're, they're playing their, their role out. So Yeah, they're, they're in love. And um, what is her name in the movie? In, in some ways, the movie, they call her the short-sighted name. one or something like that. They, everybody <laughs> oh, has a yeah. very ethereal name the oh, city yeah, the yeah. woods the hotel mm. the brother etc she's the short-sighted one because she has vision pro- vision problems anyway um she gets to a fight with the leader of the loners she gets blinded yada 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 and ultimately you're led to believe that colin farrell may or may not sacrifice himself to equalize out with this love interest by stabbing his own eyes out the explanation is a, is, a, is as absurd as the movie but i'm i'm on right i'm on point this mm. is I'm exactly what it. happens yeah <laughs> and so you're left to wonder as Colin Farrell gets up from this diner booth and leaves his his woman sitting there, and he goes to the restroom with a knife, will he or will he not, you know, stab okay. his own eyes out and and level the playing field and become equal with a flaw? And that's another theme we'll mm-hmm. return to later. Every, all the relationships are based on like an equality of some flaw, and I, that's F L A W for all of you non New Yorkers <laughs> there, right? Uh, flaw, flaw, I think you would say. Um, 
<laughs> so does he do it? Does he not do it? The screen, the, the shot cuts to black, and boom, conversations begin, right? Mm-hmm. Later on, we'll play a game here because we'll get through the favorites and the least favorites. But I wanted to play the game of what do you think happened? Yeah. So we'll say that. We'll put that in our pocket. We'll do that now. Too. Kyle, take it. Um, I loved the part. This is really uh, simple, but where the uh, <laughs> the guy was in the swimming pool, he's trying to attract the oh, yeah. other girl, and she gets nosebleeds from time <laughs> to time. And he doesn't get nosebleeds, but he really likes her. So he decides to just smash his face <laughs> on oh. the edge of the pool. And then he he ends up staying with her. So periodically, every so often, he has to just go smash his face on something so he gets a nosebleed so they can have the same little quirk and be together. And I yeah. thought that that was hysterical and ridiculous. But it also, in the metaphorical sense, goes to the fact of you know, people just pretending to be people they're not mm-hmm. in order to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Big so commentary pretending to be interested in something somebody else is when you're dating or whatever. And uh, and then what happens if you stay with them forever? Are you going to play that, you know, right. feign that interest forever? Are you going to come clean or what should you do? Can you live with that? What's going on? Um, so I loved I loved that that part of it. Well, Aaron, I want to throw this one out to you because Kyle <laughs> just mentioned how that scene essentially expose the fraudulent nature of, of many relationships <laughs> that they're right. built on a foundation of sand. Like, oh, I get nosebleeds too. Huh. Right. right? Uh, <laughs> um, you can't talk about that exposure of the hypocrisy of relationships without talking about um, the manager and how he would have shot his – take it from there, Aaron. Remember that scene? The Michael manager. The- Remember they do the raid of the hotel? And they break in on the, the, the fat old guy and his wife oh, that yeah. run the hotel <laughs> and they stick a gun in his hand and they're like – you know, mm-hmm. and they give him the opportunity to off his wife. They give him an ultimatum. Right. I forget the, the exact details, but the gun, unbeknownst to him, is loaded with blanks. But he decides to right. pull the trigger on his wife, showing that, yeah, this is all an act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like that scene? Yeah, I think there was a lot of underlining meanings oh, throughout yeah. this uh, movie about relationships and about society as well. And um, yeah, that was a pretty powerful moment. It just yeah. kind of showed how even the people that were running the institution were flawed in themselves. And mm-hmm. so it's all just kind of maybe this stigma that society has about what relationships yes. are and what they aren't. Yes. And I also, along that lines, um, what Kyle was talking about, how um, the gentleman who gave himself nosebleeds to <laughs> uh, have that defining characteristic with the, his lady, um, Later on in the movie, if they start fighting, they actually get a child introduced into their relationship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that usually fixes it. I think that's what they just say about that. Exactly. But I have a statistic here. Hold on. Let me pull this up. It's actually, yes. Real real time Um, research. What is happening? I I cannot tell you how, um, if this source is actually um, anything (laughs) worth contributing with but it says that um the divorce rate among couples with children is 40 percent lower than couples without children stay together for the kids right? exactly so i just thought it was really interesting how they were maybe making alluding to Uh how we thrive as americans how sometimes you have a kid to maybe save your relationship Uh who knows it but becomes I like job number two. Uh, now I gotta go home and deal with these people <laughs> until there's eighteen and he's out of the house or whatever. Yeah, totally. yeah, I wonder what happens to that statistic after the kids leave the nest. Yeah, oh, and then a hundred percent divorce rate. Amazing. <laughs> and then cheating goes through the roof. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy. Yeah. Excellent. This is a ridiculous movie. Uh, the more like you think about it and everything. Um, the plot is just so simple. Uh, I'd recommend anybody just go and see it if you haven't seen it. Um, but, yeah, it, it had so much meat behind it about 
all of this stuff. Um, and the right, and it's it's important to note that the writing throughout wasn't explaining any of this really. If you follow the script, people are just talking to each other in normal conversations. It's one of those films where you get the inference back about everything. They're not explicitly mm-hmm. lining up in the future, twenty seventy six. You know, it's yeah, no everything. Yeah, no everything is yeah. picked up from like the carefully cracked crafted interactions between everybody yes so mm-hmm. it, it lends itself to being interpreted in many different ways which i enjoy absolutely absolutely all right kyle did you do your favorite part of the movie yeah face smashing <laughs> oh the face smashing whoops <laughs> god damn it all right can we, should we move on to least yeah all right you have any critiques about it I'm i sure do you've got something my right? least favorite part of the movie was that it went too long it drags at times mm-hmm. um yeah that once once they're sort of once uh, colin farrell is sort of emancipated from the hotel. And by the way, the hotel, to me, was arguably more interesting than the forest and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they should have stayed in that uh, setting longer. A lot of the scenes in the forest drag on. Like, we get the idea. The leader of the loners is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, she's kind of a jerk, too. And right. we get that they're establishing their relationship. It takes a long time for that to, to get going. Like, mm-hmm. there's clearly a sort of intermission in this movie in that, he sort of finds his footing in the woods, you know? Yeah. And it I, just, it went on a little bit too long. It could have been sped up a little bit. And like mm-hmm. you said with yeah. that, I saw the, both of those locations um, as interpretations of wherever there is um, cohesiveness or like society, there are always rules, no matter how, you know, free you want to be. They're pretending they're out in the mm-hmm. wild. They're animals at that point, you know, running around like, hunting for their food and everything and yet once they put some sort of semblance on it like this is your refuge from the other place then inherently rules pile up on top of it um and limit that and they they don't want any part of that so but yeah there were a lot of scenes where it was like okay i think we got (laughs) it at this point yeah and they went on a little a lot on the rabbits for example it Mm -hmm. took them a long time to just trap some fucking rabbits right (laughs) Like, they're probably good at catching rabbits at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. Get, get past this already. Anyway. I don't right, know how many, uh, how many con uh, film submissions you've seen. But uh, there, there is, <laughs> is a tendency. Batman versus Superman <laughs> There is a tendency for some of these films to be very uh, visually striking at times. And mm-hmm. uh, you could definitely say that there were a lot of dragging moments in a lot of these films. Right. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I agree with all that. I don't really have any cons, actually. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I, I do agree with what you guys said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kyle, you got a con? Uh, yeah, it's about the ending, though. So should we should we wait to discuss? Yeah, we'll wait, because I got one, one okay. more thing I want to ask Erin yes. and, and discuss. And that is, Erin said to me uh, a day or two ago that she was laughing out loud at a number of points in this movie. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what your theater experience was like. It was crowded. <laughs> Uh, but I laughed a couple of times here and there, and I can appreciate dark humor, but dark humor doesn't cause me to, like, Whoa! like laugh out loud. It's just, like, I do a smirk and, like, suck my teeth, maybe. So I'm like, oh yeah. My God. <laughs> and so I'm curious, like, what was the yeah. laugh out loud? You know, what was your theater experience? What caused you to laugh out loud? Was it often or just here and there? Like, go for it. Tell yeah. us about that. No, it wasn't often, and like I said, it was uh, very subtle moments throughout the movie that mm-hmm. weren't intended to be a comedic relief moments. Um, I think the absolute funniest part to me was um, when Colin Farrell's character was trying to court one of the females that was just the worst human being on the planet, yes. and um, essentially she was pretty violent in her nature, and she was just abrasive, and she didn't talk to anyone. Um, however, 
he was very desperate at this moment because he was about to get turned into an animal if he didn't find his one true love. A lobster. A lobster. (laughs) The clock clock was ticking, yeah. Exactly. The clock was ticking and he was very desperate. So along the lines of what we talked about where people pretend to be someone that they're not, he was pretending to be the most horrible person on the planet. And um, he somehow convinced this woman that he was the right match for her but in doing so it was very very funny and i don't know if i should give away give it away okay give it away give it away now (laughs) well there's this woman who's about to commit suicide (laughs) and she's threatening to jump out of a window life is very challenging at this hotel Uh (laughs) and um all very routine (laughs) as well it's very funny yeah and basically, she does end up jumping out a window, and she's severely hurt. She's lying on the pavement, and Colin Farrell's character begins to... And he's speaking with the other horrible woman, and he's basically saying, I, I hope she doesn't moan too loud, or, you know, I, I'm not disturbed by this whatsoever. I, in fact, I'm very annoyed by her. Yeah. <laughs> and his demeanor was just um, mm-hmm. really, really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I had a laugh-out-loud moment when... When he was first introducing the idea of the lobster, and that's that's who he wanted to be, um, and he was talking about, well, I love the ocean, you know, and the and they the lobsters down there, old, they can yeah. live a really long time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going for like that comfort. He'll be around for a long time. He'll be in his favorite place or whatever. And then later on, I, I think it was the lady in the forest. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but she eventually tells him about the lobster, and she's like, "You're gonna get caught and get eaten or whatever, <laughs> or get eaten by something else," and just like shits on his dreams like immediately and he's like oh yeah that kind of does suck you know like any alternative sucks mm-hmm. at this point but his brother was the dog yeah. turned into the yeah. dog and and all the, that existence is is terrible but is it worse than is any of it you know mm-hmm. worse than what they're going through at that point and that's Probably the not. question mm-hmm. yeah i think the uh, one of my <laughs> laugh out loud moments in the theater was you mean one of your no, yeah. no, this one, this one made me, this one made me lol. I lol. Okay. Fucking lol. Lol, lol, lol. Bullshit, lol. Oh my god. Anyway. Lols. Um, same Ruffle. scene when Colin Farrell is, is faking to be like he's this nasty individual. Right. Uh, somebody, well, before he has to fake the, the nastiness to that, to that creepy woman, someone simply reports to him that that woman did in fact jump out the window. The, room, the woman from room 180, she jumped out the window. There's blood and biscuits everywhere. <laughs> Because the lady loved biscuits. Like, uh-huh. how, would you report like a, a, a suicide scene like that? There's blood and biscuits everywhere. They would. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that was funny too. It probably happens every other you know month for yeah. them, really. Something horrible like this, but they've got their, their sights set on something else. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, so let's let's do your game. Okay. Let's talk about your, sure. your what happened at the end game. Okay. Yeah. So what All do right. you think happened? What do I think happened? I think that he does, in fact, stab his eyes out. And here's why. I'm going to make my case. Okay. Throughout the movie, he is actually sort of a good guy. He's kind of a good guy in the movie. Uh He's absurd like the rest of them. And he goes to absurd lengths like everybody else to satisfy the requirements that the society is imposing. But he's a little bit more than that. He has a little bit more of a good nature than other folks because he... And with the loan as he takes on this lady, the short-sighted lady, sacrifices a lot to be with her, uh, modifies his behaviors, uh, just is willing to do really odd and weird things. And, and 
not in a selfish way at all, I don't think. It, you start to see that his actions are less selfish and more selfless, like taking her around and stuff like that. At least that's the way I interpret it. You know, he still could be just some desperate loner trying to whatever, right? Um, but he's also honest, you know, like he can't, he can only hold up the fake act with that nasty brutish woman for so long before he's mm -hmm. exposed. Like she catches him crying and next thing you know, is like, yeah, I can't, I can't fake it anymore. Like I, I'm not like this, blah, blah. And he has to fight his way out. He escapes. Blah, blah. So I think that he does in fact continue that line of not doing things necessarily for himself, but doing it for somebody else. And I think he probably stabs himself. However, <laughs> however, two things. One, the honey baby doesn't agree with me. She thinks he, he uh, didn't stab himself in the eyes. Two, I recently read online that if you sit through all the credits, the sound of waves crashing is the last sound of the movie. Like, you know, the last thing scrolls oh. by. And it's like... I didn't stay. I would never. So some, per some person wrote online, well, because that's the way the movie ends um, with the sounds of waves crashing, they interpret that to mean that he abandons her in the fucking diner and turns himself <laughs> into the hotel and becomes a lobster. Now, this is maybe looking into it too much because somebody also wrote like, yeah, and technically when the scene cuts to black, the very next thing is the title repeats, The Lobster, boom, mm -hmm. in big white font. Mm -hmm. So this is all just interpretation. Nobody's right or wrong mm -hmm. here, right? So Aaron, what do you think happened? I think those are some very deep thoughts, James. Yeah, it's maybe a little uh, bit too deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> no, uh, I actually... Not as deep as yeah. you'd be as a lobster oh, at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I hate it when you pun out of control. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry, oh, that's Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies all around. Listener base. Okay, yeah. Well, James, I agree with you. I think that he he does make himself go blind at the yes. end of the movie um, because just his compassion, like you said, kind of is a theme throughout the movie. And I also get the impression that he genuinely is in love with her and they yes. are in love with each other and that they would do anything to be together regardless of the external circumstances. So, Kyle... I do think that he would stab his eyes mm. out and uh, blind himself for the lady. Plus, I think it would be a nice continuation of the absurdity of the movie because at no point in the movie does anybody suddenly come to the realization like, oh shit, this is really absurd. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use logic or fuck it. I'm going on rational thinking now. Nobody ever throws that switch in the movie. Mm -hmm. See or no? I'm, oops, see or no? That's Spanish. Whoops. Um, <laughs> that's a very common phrase. And so why all of a sudden at the end would he suddenly go, fuck this, I'm out of here. Right. You know, like, I am not going to stand myself in this. Why would he suddenly do, like, the wise or almost intelligent thing when, right. when every action and every step of this movie has been absurd? Right. And how do you know that they didn't have a lobster dinner to celebrate, you know, mm -hmm. them being together? Or they went on a long walk on the beach, and right. that's what the waves To go were. see the lobster. Okay, there you go. Just as valid the as the lobster. <laughs> Maybe they went to the fucking zoo, right? Or yeah. the aquarium. Take her to the zoo. Yeah. It's from Rocky. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Kyle, you're up. So, <laughs> so here's here's my thoughts. Based on everything that you just said, mm -hmm. you used all your context from the film, mm -hmm. all of the characterization of everything, all the dialogue, how he behaved, the conclusions he came to, and I came to the exact same conclusion. I was like, I think he's going to stab his eyes out. And if he doesn't, then there's going to be a really interesting flip and explanation why this doesn't happen like why he's not going to do it here because the implications for that would continue the plot even further than they had gone at that point like what would have him abandon it at this point and then what would he do if he wasn't going to do that is he going to go off 
and uh, just be like free the rest of his life? Is he going to side with any of these like areas? But that is exactly why I hate endings like this. <laughs> oh, so so oh, all right, we'll back to that. So yeah. here's this they is why hate, yeah. this is my con for because I think that's what happens, and I think that's what should have happened as well. But I do not like the endings like this because it makes you guess after you've been exposed to exactly what you said, all the facts, all the clues at that point. So it would be logical to just make <laughs> your statement at that point. But what are you doing if you're if you're not putting an ending on the film? What have you done at that point? According to Kyle, it's a cop-out. You said this in one of our previous <laughs> it episodes. It is a cop-out. I think it was the Kyle cut or maybe it was It was about Earl- Castaway on the Kyle cut. Exactly yes. right. We he should, hates the ending. He, he, he talked sh- about this in the Kyle we cut. We should not yep. have to decide if something happens in a film if it doesn't – if it matters – if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. Like at the end of Inception, <laughs> right? There we go. Oh, so, another one. So if you if you watch Inception at the end and the top is spinning and maybe it falls and maybe it doesn't, but it doesn't matter at that point because that character's story is over. That's he's, his point. That's he's either gone down the rabbit hole and he doesn't care or he hasn't and he's home, but his character's story is over. The implications are that he doesn't care anymore because he's found something more important than wondering if this is the reality that he lives in this doesn't do that it doesn't give you any closure of any of the character stories at that point and it just stops the movie and i think that it's cheap i think kyle. it's yep, cheap that's, that's when kyle gets to use the lexicon of well, cheap yep. what about this so art you're looking at a piece of art yes. and it evokes emotion mm-hmm. right so i feel it like it starts a conversation it, it starts a conversation <laughs> oh with God. you yes um so I feel like possibly the director was trying to evoke an emotion from mm, you by uh-huh. making your interpretation of the events yes. up to that just very thing, interpretation. Uh-huh. So um, that's how I would. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm equally as fascinated that Kyle finds this to be a cheap, <laughs> but yeah, but it's, a cheap cop out because it's it's a. It's an artistic technique to mm-hmm. leave a, a movie open-ended or leave a story open-ended or an unfinished art piece. But like, how, many, te- how many lasting stories, how many great Uh-oh, pieces here, here of this, anything yeah. can you think about where there's no conclusion to the story, where there's no, there's no finality to it, where you don't know what happens to – what can you think of that presents itself in a way like that? Titanic. What? <laughs> 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 Titanic gets super closure no, on all fronts. Oh, on the opposite spectrum, I was I just want to showcase that we know that Jack is gone and that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Cuz he would have fit on the piece of wood. Everybody knows no, that. No, but just you're... think no, but just think like how if you left it up into interpretation whether or not they continued their life together if both of them survived if none of them survived if you had to just like figure out what the leftover the remains of that story was that might be a cool interpretation that's a, but here's the thing about that's an that cut. it is an cut. that's true here's the thing regarding that exact interpretation of what would have happened did the characters complete their their goal that was presented them throughout the film depends on the goal (laughs) (laughs) well i would say that the the clear um path that they were taking was that they were finding true love with each other right Mm -hmm. and did they find true love it seemed 
pretty obvious that they did yeah and sure. that they they found each other and the boat sinks and who gives a shit if they die or not at that point right <laughs> but that's like the lobster you think they're in love they found their one true love their mate but it never makes the statement on whether that's the good thing or the bad thing it just it mm. walks away and said i presented this whole world and i gave us these these multiple sides and i gave a bunch of really interesting characters throughout that all had different arcs and things that they did throughout the film. It came to conclusions. The one lady jumped out the window, right? She mm-hmm. was doomed to suffer that fate. That one dude smashing his face on everything in sight, and he's probably going to continue going along that path, you know? Sad fate. Yeah, but here's the thing. The beauty of the open ending is that your own thoughts surrounding marriages and the institution of marriage and society and arrangement and rules and laws, mm-hmm. that shapes how you think the movie ends. So you have to confront yourself. That's like, true. Aaron and I think that he stabbed his eyes out because we see him as as a pseudo-hero, right? A mm-hmm. pseudo-heroic figure in the story. Kyle just gets pissed off because... <laughs> but, I think that's, but I think that's exactly... Because he has to write the ending. But yeah. I think that's because exactly how he was portrayed through the film was that. Because we all came to the conclusion mm-hmm. that that... That's oh, did you? No, yeah, you? no, I agree with oh, you. Oh, you said that. Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. Boy, I'm all not the tracking. facts are there. <laughs> Everything is presented perfectly. So so I just, why not go the, the but extra the, step but the, and, the, and conclude? The beauty that. is that, that someone like, let's say, the honey baby even, will come to the conclusion that, no, I think he didn't do it. And so that that's like, well, a little bit of a bleak outlook there. Like <laughs> That's true. You know, so I it, think, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's a personality exposing yeah. element, I, if yeah, you will. That's right? true. Yeah. I think enough of the film is, and as we talked about, it's very metaphorical and uh, throughout the film. So it's less about the plot and it's less about the individual mm-hmm. characters as well. But, um, but they are presented there. And my take is just like, why not give a conclusion? Because there's enough there to start that conversation and to talk about it. You know, the actions of them, where where they've gone as opposed to other people. You know, you could say, oh, well, he's in it. You know, he stabs his eyes out and goes through with it anyway. But maybe the honey baby would look back on it and say, <laughs> well, they they failed. You know, they, they took the they went down the wrong path. You know, you can still make assumptions and observations and you can draw your own conclusions. There was enough there. There was enough present to to go off of that. But anyway, mm-hmm. well, wh- that's why wh- I didn't like real it. Real quick, how do you feel about the way the Sopranos TV show ended? I hated it. <laughs> For just, the exact yeah, same yeah, reason. I'm just kidding. All right. It's not a TV show podcast. I hate it. Yeah, you don't even watch TV. No, I never saw a single episode of that. I just know that it caused all this uproar. It did. I've never seen it. Because it just ended on a... Spoiler alert for The Sopranos. Yeah, an entire, well, like, probably multiple year-long, like, 10, 12-year-long series, right? Ended Mm -hmm. on a shot of a guy's head, and then it just cut to black. It just ended in the exact same way. Yeah, Yeah, there was no definitive one way or the other. People need closure, Kyle. So I get... That's true. (laughs) That's true. I guess I'm one of those people. Yeah, you are. Um, At any rate... Yeah, I think that this was a great movie. I I loved everything, and the the fault of the ending not being there is again a personal preference. Mm-hmm. And I just see it as kind of like that that artistic. You know, if you're gonna make the story go up to this point, why not just you know have it go that extra step? All right, all right. Show everybody what you were thinking about the whole time that you designed those characters. Like they know what they would do. They know. He, he knows exactly what he <laughs> would do. Get to do it already. I we, hope he's allowed. Should we put a grade on it? Yeah, let's grade it. All right. Who's going first? Aaron's going first. Aaron, um, this is a mm-hmm. classic schoolyard grading system. A-plus would be the absolute pinnacle oh, film yes. 
that uh, that would exist, which and, we haven't found yet. Yes, and then the worst oh. is f minus minus two infinity, which is Independence Day resurgence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So somewhere in there, you got a, like oh. a plus through f minus 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 minus. I would I would give it a solid A. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would give it a solid A because it made me feel things. It made me think about things. I I don't necessarily enjoy movies that I just feel so dumb after watching it. I'm like, this was awful, you know? <laughs> Normally those are like... Uh, Watch Independence Day Resurgence. Like, yeah. I was going to say like <laughs> Thor versus Hulk or whatever those movies oh, are. Oh, you know? right. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, we feel dumb we're watching yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I know uh, I truly enjoyed it and uh, I thought that it made me very curious about the characters so A excellent yeah James I'm gonna give it a solid B hmm. yeah because I enjoyed it I had good conversation afterwards I never would have gone to see this had it not been recommended to me so um, that's why it suffers a little bit because it it doesn't have the uh, initial upright appeal to me like I just mm-hmm. had to be sort of confronted with a day of nothing else to do and the novel idea of dragging somebody else along mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah but but it was enjoyable and I, and it i would never watch it again though so that's the thing so that's why it suffers a bit in migrating to it the rewatchability is low because you know what everything that happens you know it's mm-hmm. absurd nothing is a surprise anymore none of the absurdities of the way the hotel managers run the place the skits that they put on which are actually very funny too right. <laughs> the dance right yeah. all all their social arrangements mm-hmm. their their assemblies and stuff uh so i'm going b B plus. All right. Excellent. Yep. It was a solid film. I was captivated throughout. And that, I mean, and that's why I'm pissed off when movies end like that. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it, make a decision, you know, and, and finish it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, B plus. All right. Enjoyed I have it. a question <gasps> for you two. Yes. Um, my question is, um, what would be your animal? Go! Oh, I can't believe we didn't think to ask this. Whoop. And what would be your defining characteristic? Oh, my. And I can start. Uh, oh, yes. Please do. I will start. Um, so recently I was in a biking accident, and I have a huge, terrible, ugly scar on it's my awesome, arm. Though. It's awesome, it's, it's, it's pretty like a Franken-arm, pretty much. So I would have to find, in this dystopian society, I would clearly have to find somebody else with a gnarly, disgusting scar, just like mine. Nice. And if I were to turn myself into an animal, I would be a cat. And I don't know what kind of cat I would be. I could either be like a trash cat or like That's a, a type of cat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Would like I be grunty, a kitty cat? A trash like, cat? <laughs> what? You know, Could we be a like, little like, I know like exactly. a streetwise I know cat? You, mean, you know yes. what I'm talking about? Like I know the deal, I know the drill, I know where all the scraps are, uh-huh. you know, I know how to stick out for myself. Um, or I could be like a house cat that has just like a bunch of attitude. You know, so I just feel like... You clearly put a lot of thought into this. I this movie affected you. way too much thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you That's guys. That's wonderful. James, what do you think? Uh, I got my animal. Um, it would be a killer whale. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Top of the food chain, baby. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, lo- That's what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. Do you want me to, do you want me you to take my awesome, you want me to take though. my secondary animal? What so is you your have, secondary animal? My secondary animal, because I play this game a lot, is the manatee. Oh. oh, I love manatees. Why? Manatees are vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah. No natural predators. Big, slow, except... dumb. Yeah. Hey, that's... Hey. hey. <laughs> actually very fast. You've seen me. I've stolen home. I've stolen home <laughs> twice. <laughs> Stole home. Anyway. These are jokes. We yeah, run a comedy is... podcast, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Chill out, James. All right. Um, you want to kill a whale? 
I mean, I'm going to pick something else. All right, fine. Well. <laughs> All right, I have two animals, killer whale or manatee. Boom, there you go. I love it. And uh, my flaw, right, to, to build a, an entire life and relationship and fucking kids on, in, according to this hotel rule, right? <laughs> I safe, kind of safe and sorry to say at the same time that I'd be very much like that assassin lady, the, the really good hunter, just a mean-ass, cynical, jaded you know, you would be the leader in, of the forest. Yeah, yeah. fear-inspiring kind of person. Then I have to, f- someone have to like match that level of negativity. You're out of control. James. Oh my god! I thought we'd make it through the podcast without that catchphrase. Aaron's got her own catchphrase. All right, there you go, Kyle. You're up. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't the killer whale, All right. um, then I would be a golden eagle. Whoa! If you haven't YouTubed golden eagles, <laughs> damn. Damn. That bitch is cray. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So old. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Golden Eagle. Pretty ferocious, majestic, large bird of prey. Matches your blonde mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I believe one sits on Donald Trump's head every day, Oh, too. yes. That's, that's his toupee. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, and what would be my, my thing I'd have to find with somebody else? Uh, uh, they'd have to be neurotic. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, they'd have to be cool with uh, um, sitting around watching movies for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd have to be slow, yeah. sloth-like, you know. Maybe I'd be a sloth, you know, <laughs> watching movies all day. That's my answer. Sloths are cool animals. Sloths yeah. are cool. If you if you are chill to the point where you can grow moss on you, <laughs> that's then, so chill. Then you are you the chillest. Yeah. Oh, again, you man. might get snatched up by something even bigger and bad. That's true, like a golden eagle. You Whoa. might get snatched up by a fucking harpy <laughs> eagle. The biggest, yeah, the biggest bird of prey there is, so watch yourself. Oh, I changed to the harpy eagle now. Oh, uh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Like the largest bird of prey oh, that there is, yeah. which I knew definitely Huge. before this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, with that, we're out of time. Um, Aaron. This was delightful. You're a natural. You brought so so much much. to the table today. You're a friggin' natural. To to be totally honest with all of our listeners, we don't prep our guests very well to be on this show. Um, I give them like two ground rules and then we just go. They tell (laughs) us they saw a movie and we say, great, come on in and uh, talk to us about it with it. So thank you for bringing in some interesting uh, little bits to talk about and everything. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Did you have a good time? I did. You're it sounds like I, I didn't shit the bed. Everything was good. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time. All right. Great. Oh I have not heard that expression outside of Ohio yet. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. I brought um, that in from Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Excellent. All right. This is wonderful. Well, uh, check us out loud on the set with Kyle and James. You can find us on YouTube and iTunes, anywhere podcasts are available. And also on the KyleFosterArts.com website. Uh, You can check us out there on our blog post. Again, thank you so much for being here, Aaron. Thank you. Send us some mail. Let us know what you thought of the lobster. Loudonthesets at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your interpretations of what was going on. Some fun details from it that we might have missed. And if you haven't seen it by this point, uh, spoiler alert, and go out and see it because it's really enjoyable. See you later. And cut.